news, views and tunes for the Norwich community. We are Future Radio. Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. And I'm joined today uh, by Andrea Campbell from the Chances Project. We're going to talk about the impact COVID-19 has had on the Citizens Advice Bureau service and also the impact on universal credit. Uh, and you might be very interested in that, particularly as you return to work. Um, uh, so let's, uh, and that's something affecting quite a few people at the moment, I'm sure. So let's talk to Andrea. Andrea, hello, welcome. Hold on. Right, let's try this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can, can hear you, you now. Hear me now? I can hear you, can. you now. Yeah, I can hear you right. now. Um, so, um, yeah, Andrea. First of all, um, for those who don't know, just tell us a little bit about the Citizens Advice Bureau and the service they provide. Uh, the, the, there probably are a few people out there who don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So Citizens Advice is a national charity, uh, but we operate locally. So uh, the Citizens Advice that I'm a part of is the Norfolk Citizens Advice Bureau. And there's also uh, Citizens Advice Disinfectford. So between the two of us, we cover the whole county of Norfolk. And we do that in, well, pre before the pandemic, we did that almost exclusively out of offices in major centres throughout Norfolk where people could drop in for advice. And we did a combination of drop-in appointments or uh, we could we could make appointments in advance for more complicated inquiries. Obviously, the pandemic threw all of that up in the air, uh, and we trans we transferred to completely online service uh, for a number of months last year. And we've been gradually reopening our offices to again serve people face to face, and we can help people with benefits, debt, housing, relationships, and family advice and immigration. Yeah, absolutely. So a, f a pretty comprehensive range of services that uh, you can support people uh, people with. So um, can tell us a little bit about the impact uh, on the queries that CAB has uh, has received during the pandemic. Uh, 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 has it changed? Is there a sort of different profile? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in some ways, it it hasn't it hasn't changed. Employment benefits, housing, and relationship issues are always the foremost common advice areas. But we definitely saw when the pandemic hit, employment issues started to shift. Particularly, people inquiring about how COVID nineteen was going to affect people's employment, and that was everything from furlough to redundancy to sick pay. How all of this worked, and we were we were really working on the government advice changing on a regular basis so we were having to keep updated about how the guidance was changing so we could pass that on to people's queries equally benefits became a massive area of inquiry specifically first claims to universal credit as people found themselves unemployed they were applying for benefits sometimes for the first time so our help to claim team which i'll say a little bit more about saw a real increase in inquiries about how to apply and start to receive universal credit and and you say some of these people they're people who uh, are uh, applying for benefits for the first time who perhaps some of them never thought that they would need to apply for benefits is, is that the case Absolutely. And in Norwich, particularly, we saw in some of the postcodes, such as, for example, NR2, which we may particularly think is quite an affluent postcode, mm. there was an incredible increase in percentage of people who are applying for universal credit. As you say, people who would maybe assume that they have no need for, for benefits, they have steady jobs or uh, re reliable incomes, but 
everything was thrown into flux in those early days. And people, even beyond applying for benefits, people were finding themselves at, at food banks. We were talking to, because we also work with food banks to, uh, to issue food bank vouchers so people can collect food and toiletries for their families. And we were talking to people who would never have needed to use that service before. So a big change for people, a big transition. Um, and, and for those who don't know, you, you, you see obviously talking about people applying for benefits, but, but also people who might have been quite comfortable before, um, not, not exclusively, but uh, might have been. Um, so applying for benefits for the first time and having to use food banks. Now, a lot of people yes. might wonder, how does that work? How come people are on benefits and yet they're having to use food banks? Right. Well, the one thing we talk about quite a lot at Citizens Advice is how all these issues that I listed a few minutes ago, they're all interlinked. So whereas you may have a job at the moment that is paying all of your bills, you might be living, even if you if the, it's a very decent paying job, you're still living paycheck to paycheck. The money mm. comes in, you pay mm. your rent, mm. you pay your bills, you buy your food for your family. And then as soon as that money stops, all of those other things like dominoes are also affected so you find when you go to apply for universal credit, of course, there's a wait. There's a five-week wait before you receive your first payment. So a lot of people didn't know that. You can apply for advances with universal credit, but that is basically a loan that you take out that you then have to repay when your first payment comes through. So there's a gap. There's a gap between getting that first payment and what you do in the meantime so people were needing to provide for their families and how do you access a food bank in a pandemic when everything is shut mm. so we had to be really quick in the the food bank was fantastic in creating a a new a new flow through where we would speak to people on the phone we would collect their details we would issue them with a, a voucher number which we would then communicate to the food bank and the food bank would arrange delivery so in those early days of the pandemic the food bank was delivering one-to-one food and toiletry parcels to uh, to yeah to people all around norfolk and getting them what they needed to get through those very scary early days so, so, I mean, it's really interesting what you say. Excuse me, I'm working from home. I have been uh, throughout the pandemic and um, there seems to be some um, disruption happening around the place. They'll all be killing themselves laughing in the uh, office, but something set the dog off. One of the joys of working from home, uh, which many, are, many, <laughs> many in this industry are doing at the moment. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're going we're, we're gonna to give him his own show at some point because I think that's what he wants. <laughs> He's just sort of breaking in and building up his part. So um, just going back to what you were saying, um, that the, um, there's a five-week gap in between um, signing on for universal credit and getting that. So as you say, people are living paycheck to paycheck, and then suddenly, suddenly, um, they've got no money coming in for five weeks. And um, not only that, but... They can have a loan in the meantime, but then they've got to stay that, if I'm understanding this right, they've got to start paying that off out of the universal credit when they eventually get it. Um, That's correct, yeah. So basically, people are getting into debt, is that right? Yep, the system, uh, absolutely. The system and, puts know, people into debt. The system puts people into debt. We... We definitely feel that there are elements of universal credit that need to be changed, and part of what Citizens Advice does, as well as offering direct advice to 
to citizens, to people who need that support. We also campaign. We have a research and campaigns team on both a local and national level where we collect information like we are just talking about. So what is the ratio of people who are applying for universal credit for the first time? What of those people are, are going into debt? How is the way that the system is set up? How is that disadvantaging first-time claimants or people who are on benefits or people with disabilities? And then we can campaign to change the way that the system works. We can campaign to the Department of Work and Pensions so there's actually three main criteria that we are campaigning on at the moment. So one is paying childcare costs up front. Universal credit does pay childcare costs, but it's generally in arrears. So you're asking parents to go back to work right away, but then you're not giving them an opportunity to pay for their childcare costs. So there's there's this conf- there's this conflict of on one hand because people are starting to go back to work now, but how can they do that if they can't pay for someone to take care of their kids? So mm. we're campaigning for the DWP to pay costs associated with childcare in advance, either to parents or directly to care advisors. And then there's two other points uh, that that we're campaigning about as well, and that's to widening access to work allowance for disabled people. And we also, and this relates to what you were just saying, where we want to ensure a more flexible approach to conditionality. So conditionality is this word used where there's a lot of conditions when you sign up to universal credit. You need to sign a claimant commitment that you're going to look for work and prepare for work. And these were relaxed. To, to the DWP and the government's credit, they were relaxed during the, the pandemic and money was tried to get to the people who needed it as soon as possible. But they're starting to tighten up again and they're they're just inappropriate claimant commitments commitments they're inappropriate asks for people uh in terms of getting in terms of trying to get work so we want to keep that flexibility for people who have a disability for people who have children for people who are long-term unemployed we want to encourage them to get back to work without yeah without demonizing it or without making it more difficult putting up barriers yeah, what I'm hearing is it's incredibly complex, um, and you you you're saying that you'd like to see the system reflecting that a little bit more, um, so Absolutely. that it, basically so that uh, people don't fall through the cracks, if if you like, um, in Absolutely. the system. Mm. Money matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. We are Future Radio.